Hey guys, I don't know about you, but I have really been struggling with getting some healthy meal options for my rushed schedule. And I have invited my friend Ashley from the podcast Veggies and Virtue on for some quick tips on how we can be more intentional and make better grab and go options as busy moms. And she is a dietitian and just absolutely amazing. I can't wait to share this episode with you. I hope you guys enjoy this. Listen in. Hi, welcome to a simplified and fabulous mom life podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel, pro organizer, capsule wardrobe stylist, and functional home designer. As a mom of four, I realize how quickly things get out of control and how important it is to prioritize how your home functions and how it makes you feel. So if you're ready to find solutions to the stressors in your home and make room for the things that are really important, listen in and let's get started. Yeah. Hi. Thanks Jennifer for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, as you said, my name is Ashley. I'm a registered dietitian and the owner of veggies and virtue. And I live just outside of Houston, Texas with my husband and our three kids. We have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So I'm living the hustle and bustle right alongside you and a lot of the other moms I know in your community. And my goal is really just to help moms with meal prep, meal planning, and the overall mealtime experience whether it be you have picky eaters or just, you know, a crazy lifestyle that necessitates needing to have some more strategies and systems in place. So um, I'm excited to get to be here and chat with you today. Yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly what my mom needs because I know for me, it's very difficult sometimes to even think about my health um, when I'm so busy. And this season, especially I'm driving everywhere. I'm in the car for hours at a time. So I'll just throw some, you know, sometimes it's just a bag of chips that gets brought in the car and definitely not the best option, but that was the easiest thing. And I was running back and forth, back and forth. I had like a 10 minute drop and I had to get the kids changed and back in the car. Are we go? So what would be some good options for a mom who really doesn't have, but just a few minutes to think about things? Should she start with maybe, uh, having some grocery options, like just some easy grocery store options, or should she really take time to prep things throughout the week? Or is there like a easy prep option? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's, it's very multifaceted depending on kind of where the hangup for a family is. You know, if it's, uh, I know if a lot of the moms listening, it's probably the hangup is really like time and just having the capacity to even, and you know, their time is so spread thin with other things. And as you said, like in the car and things like that. So the reality of spending much time in the kitchen to prep foods is just not probably where the season that they're at. And so I think for families to, take a step back and, you know, in the here and now, as you mentioned, sometimes you're just grabbing a bag of chips and you're like, this is what it is. But I think, you know, something we can do on the go and while we're driving and, you know, if our kids aren't demanding every bit of our mental attention, as we, you know, drive them to and from places is to begin kind of like thinking backwards from this is not what I want to have happened. And in the moment, that's what I had to do. And that was survival. And all of us, myself included, even as a dietitian mom, operate in survival sometime and that's okay. But I think for us to take those moments that aren't consistent with what our goals are and aren't consistent and don't align with what align with what we want for our family and to kind of take that and say, what is working and what isn't working. And so if what is working is I need, you know, especially with bigger families, I need one snack 
that I can grab to feed everyone. I don't want to do like a, this little snack for this kid, this little snack for this kid, you know, like that can get frustrating. And so sometimes it is easier to grab one bag of chips. It feeds everyone done. So if that's, what's working, that gives you some like framework and criteria to think through, like what is actually going to be a successful and sustainable system for your family, but also think through what isn't working. If you're like, look, this makes them maybe all fight over the bag of chips because they're all going at it at the same time. Or maybe it's that it doesn't really fill them up. And so they're still hungry within 30 minutes because, you know, chips gave them a little fix, but it didn't really like fill them for the three hours between soccer and school up until dinner time that I needed it to. So I think if, you know, nutritionally is the objective here, I think then obviously we can think through, okay, what works? And then nutritionally, what can I piggyback off of that? So I think families knowing that moms so often are already overwhelmed. I think what moms need to look at is how can I do this in phases and be successful with each phase to get to the end goal? Because I think sometimes we can say, oh, I want, I have these big lofty goals of like a super nutritionally dense snack that was also prepped ahead and also ready to go on a run. And we just overload ourselves with expectations we can't meet. And then we just kind of give up altogether and just keep resorting to the bag of chips. So I think if families can see like, what is actually feasible for me right now, where can I, you know, say, okay, this week, I'm going to take this next step. I'm going to realize I need to get one snack for the whole family. Okay. Start thinking through what is that one snack for the whole family. And then if the next goal is I'm going to either prep a snack half the time, or it's going to be a packaged snack half the time or think through, you know, okay. Nutritionally. Okay. If it's chips one day, nutritionally, how can I kind of pivot from what is working for us the next day? And so I think if they can just kind of break it down into like really small, more manageable goals, they can begin to kind of see where those gaps are of, do I need to be planning more? Is this, I need to be buying healthier snacks. Is this, I need to spend a little bit more time prepping when I do have a pocket of time to prep, you know, a batch of something that I could pack. And if they can kind of begin working through that, they can kind of isolate, like, what is the next action step? This is not the aspirational, like a year from now goal. This is like, what could I do tomorrow or within the next given week to get one step closer to my goal? So then the week after that, we get another step closer and we start to build momentum. But what we don't want is to try and like make such a big step that then we fall on our face. We realize that was like really aspirational for one week, totally unsustainable. I give up. This is too hard. I'm done. I'm going back to my old ways because then week after week, month after month, we're just kind of repeating the same cycle. We're never actually getting ourselves, our families, our children forward. And so I think that's where we need to kind of accept baby steps are better and just do that little thing, but find what's working, find what's not working and just find one simple action step that parents can take that will then help get them to, you know, once they're successful in that one step, then you can take another step. But what I always advise clients to do is you know, don't try and take five steps at once. I want to see you be successful with the one step first. And then we'll talk about what is that next step because we can continue to make progress. But what I don't want them to see is taking so many steps at once, they trip on their feet and it doesn't really work out. Yes. And that is, that sounds exactly like where my mom is. Like my mama that I talk to every week is just so busy with everything. And there's so many people in her home moving things from place to place that any time that she has to make decisions, it's literally on the run. She has to just think about it. She might have one day a week or, you know, maybe two hours a week that she can be in the kitchen doing something productive for another time, but it might get interrupted a thousand times. And then really it turns into 10 minutes instead of an hour. Yeah. And, you know, as you say, that's something that comes to mind that I know I often do. And I think 
I'll, you know, I'll give it kind of an action step building off of it is a lot of times I'm in the car and I can't, you know, voice to text. We all know like it converts it to pig Latin or something. And so that doesn't work. And, you know, we're trying to keep our eyes on the road and pay attention to the kids. Sometimes I'll just send myself a voice memo because I can just press record. I don't have to be paying attention. You know, my eyes can be on the road. I can be tuned into the kids or there can be background noise. It's just to myself, but it's like my mental brain dump of everyone is finally in their car seats and buckled up and we are in motion. We're probably a couple of minutes late, but I just need to brain dump it in the moment because four hours from now, when I get home and I've fed the kids and bathed them and put them to bed, I don't remember this moment as clearly but I want this moment to do a 60 second, a three minute, whatever it takes me to just brain dump whatever happened for, even if it's the situation and not problem solving the situation. I think if the mom could just voice memo herself in the moment that like she's running around, they're screaming in the background, who cares? It's just a note to yourself, but it brings you back to what works, what doesn't work. So that when you have a moment to kind of reevaluate that situation, especially when it's those repeated situations. It's one thing when there's just an off day, but I think the most predictable thing about motherhood is that it's unpredictable. You know, I know you and I, as we record, we both have surprise kiddos home today. That was not part of the plan, but we have to learn to pivot and function and things like that. But I think that's, that's part of motherhood. So we need to factor that into our planning. And so I think if moms can like take more mental notes, knowing that, you know, most of us as ideal as it might be, we're not getting time at the end of the night to like, you know, do all this reflective work on how the day went. Like we're just, you know, trying to make it to bedtime and everyone survives and, you know, um, everything like that. And so I think for moms to maybe just take that mental note, especially knowing your audience as it is, may be really helpful. And then second, I think knowing that the age ranges of the moms listening can vary, you know, maybe they're a little bit through like the infancy young toddler phase where there is so much handholding and there is so much supervision needed. But with older kids, maybe it's just a either different days of the week. Maybe whoever's act, whoever's not getting changed for soccer practice or ballet or, you know, whoever, you know, I know one of my kids has homework every day. One of them doesn't, you know, maybe you divide up kind of by the day of the week, whose duty it is to pack snacks for the afternoon activity that you have to haul all the kids to, even if it's only the one kid. So while the one kid's getting dressed for practice or activities or whatever it might be, another one of the siblings that's their day for snack duty, because then we're equipping them with the life skill. We're delegating something that is not a big task, but when we're carrying all the tasks, we all know we have a lot on our shoulders. It feels like a huge burden. And so we can just kind of be like, this is really not important in the grand scheme of all the things I have to manage. So I'm going to grab a bag of chips because I'm just trying to remember to pack something for my kids to eat in the car. But if we can allocate that to our kids, they don't have as much that they're mentally juggling at that, like, like crunch time that we're trying to get out the door. So it might be something as simple as that is like delegating, or it may be four kids. Everyone gets one week of the month. You, you help them realize this, the first week of the month is the firstborn. So you get to play in the afternoon snacks forever. And again, this is with older kids, but this almost, you know, when I think as moms, we can have um, different hopes and dreams and aspirations and things, but I think we all know, and I know you and I both professionally know the accountability is huge. And sometimes just saying like, I'm going to sit down with you for 10 minutes on Sunday or sometime that it works. It can be a Tuesday. It doesn't have to be on the weekend when weekends are busy, but it's the accountability of I'm having a a snack session with whatever kid whose week it is. So you have a plan in place. It keeps mom accountable that like, this is something we're planning because I know for me, if I'm planning it by myself, it's very easy to just like move past it and move on. And then I find myself in the moment, like, shoot, I knew I needed to do that. I didn't do it. Now I'm in a pickle. 
But I think if we, you know, equip our kids, we start giving them that life skill of you're old enough. And this is within the scope of your ability to begin to learn how to like think through putting a snack in the car. I mean, that's a very basic first step. And I think that's still a step that so many people are skipping. We're not planning. We're not maybe bringing in added help like our kids to equip them with those life skills. Our kids may have no idea even how to pick a healthy snack. So even to say, you know, all these dietitian friendly snack ideas, you know, might be so many steps ahead of where this family could be. And so I think if maybe the mom just finds a way to incorporate the kids in the process. So it's one less thing she needs to do in the afternoon. I think that could really help, you know, especially knowing the ages and stages that a lot of your families have kids in, you know, one of the biggest things, you know, there's things that are very simple and I'm going to just stick to the bag of chips since that's like what you and I talked about before. There's very simple grab and go snacks that are convenience that we all do, but we want to think through snacks in terms of how satisfying they're going to be. Is this like a snack food or is this like a mini meal in terms of what it's offering our kids. Because a lot of times what happens is we focus on the snacks and then it becomes a snack food versus a mealtime food. And, you know, with the older kids, it changes a little bit, but in that middle window of, you know, kind of the kid is forward facing now, but they're probably still in a car seat, kind of that age range. We look at kids may really prefer snack foods versus meal foods because there's their categories all of a sudden. So the foods that they see at meals are not the foods they see at snacks. So I think what families need to kind of see is that any snack food could be offered at a meal and any meal food could be offered as a snack because we want some nutritional variety between the two so that it's filling them up for longer. And so I know some of these families probably have schedules that are all over the board. So they may or may not even have a feeding routine or even have some sort of structure to when meals and snacks are offered. But when we think in terms of like actual ideas, and I'm happy to share some like specific concrete ones, but I think the first thing families need to think of is how long do I need this snack to fill my kid? Because if you're just like, a, I'm just trying to prevent a meltdown for the next hour until we get home from Taekwondo, well, you don't really want it to be a super filling snack because you're going to feed them dinner. And the last thing any mom wants is to like make their family dinner. And then their kid to be like, I'm not hungry anymore. I just filled up on snacks. So if it's a simple snack, you want to think about it can have protein, fat, or fiber, but you don't really need a lot of any of those. And so it might just be an apple. It might be a banana. It might be a single piece of fruit that's not going to fill them up for very long or an applesauce pouch, or, you know, just like a fruit bar, just one of those like really simple snacks that doesn't have a lot of that nutritional variety. However, if you're feeding your kid an after-school snack at three, and you know, you have like back-to-back-to-back kids activities and aren't getting home until seven for dinner, that's a four-hour gap. That kid needs to be well-fueled and able to like sustain, you know, their energy balance for the next four hours. So that's where we want to think of combining those ideas beyond just the bag of chips or an apple, but instead doing those more like fueling snacks that they can um, have the protein, the fat and the fiber. So it fills them up. So one that like would be a really easy option that any age kid could probably, you know, help do. And like even put back in the sleeve is like something, even like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We often think of it for lunches, but I mean, think of how easy it would be for an eight-year-old to make you know, if you have four or five kids, you could put out a loaf of bread, spread peanut butter on half, you know, on five slices of bread, jelly on half the slices, fold them all up, put them back in the the bread sleeve, bring that one thing, like the one bag of chips, you're bringing the one thing in the car. Everyone has a PB and J. Well, that has your protein, your fat and your fiber. It's going to fill them up longer than just, you know, that more simple snack, like a bag of pirate booty. That's kind of like puffed air, you know, there's not a lot really to hold the kid over. And so 
I think if parents can kind of think through that discerning factor first, when they're thinking of what are the five ideas we need, they need to think about, do we need five ideas that are like quick short-term snacks, or do we need five ideas that are, you know, longer, more satiating snacks or like during our week, what combo of the two do we need? So we can kind of pick a few that work for both. That's excellent. I think that will be super helpful for my mama so much. Maybe we can come back on and talk about um, some other options for another time, like back to school stuff or something like that. I would love to have you back on. This has been so helpful. And these are excellent ideas. I love that you want to include the kids doing that. That sounds so easy. And I've done that before too. I said my, whatever kid is not putting their shoes on, go grab something from the pantry real quick. We got to get in the car. Mm -hmm. And that's an excellent idea. I love that so much. Ashley, thank you so much for being on here. This has been very helpful. I can't wait to share this with my friends. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy to help and uh, let me know anytime if there's other things I can help with. Awesome. And you guys, Ashley, if you can tell us really quick where they can find you, they are interested in finding out more about veggies and virtue and the things that you offer because you are just so full of knowledge and information and I love it. Absolutely. So my website is veggiesandvirtue.com. I'm veggies and virtue on all social media and I have the veggies and virtue podcast as well. So if your moms are those that are just on the road and needing to just kind of put an AirPod in and um, tune in, I have quick episodes also for moms, just like you do. Oh, thank you so much, Ashley. You have a wonderful week. Sounds great. Thank you much. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S. is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?